BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, and welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and I'm so excited about today's guest. We've got Megan Roop, my new friend. She is phenomenal. I know so many of you are already fans of her from her inspiring Instagram and her incredible dance cardio workout, The Sculpt Society, which has a cult following. She has totally built an empire, and we talk all about her brand and how she built it today on this podcast. But we also talk about a lesser talked about subject, I think, when it comes to Megan, which is that she is a brand new mother. She gave birth to her daughter, Harlow, about six weeks before we recorded this interview. And it was so fun because Megan recently moved to LA from New York and we got together and went to Alfred Coffee when she was about 38 weeks pregnant. And at the time, I was about six or seven weeks pregnant. And I was just itching to talk about it with someone who was in the position of being pregnant and also running a business and being an entrepreneur. And she works with her husband. They have a small team. So I was so curious to talk to her and learn from her. And I confided in her at that time that I was pregnant. And now I'm well into my second trimester and finally able to work out again. I did not have a very exercise-friendly first trimester. I was so tired. So now I can enjoy her prenatal workouts from her TSS Mamas program. And I'm sure so many of you already do her workouts. And if you haven't checked them out yet, you can check them out at thesculptsociety.com or check her out on Megan Roop, her Instagram, where you can see her adorable new baby Harlow and some behind the scenes of her life, as well as her dance cardio workouts. And beyond that, I'm just so excited that we got to have a raw conversation about motherhood. We talked the honest stuff. Megan was very open with us, just like she is with her following online about what's been hard about motherhood so far, what's been amazing, what we should be prepared for, for those of us who are in for new motherhood soon. And I just really, really appreciate how down to earth she is and how well she talks about the journey. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear this conversation. And before we dive into the episode, we have a couple of amazing new sponsors for today's show. One of them is a brand that you've heard me talk about many times, but they have never been a podcast sponsor. So I'm so excited about this. The Institute of Integrative Nutrition. 
And this is the health coaching school that I went to seven years ago in 2014, and they invented the field of health coaching. So if you want to learn more about them, I have an episode with their head of brand, Jim Curtis, from last year that was a really interesting and eye-opening episode all about what to expect in IIN. And before I tell you a little bit more about the brand, I want you to know that you can go to integrativenutrition.com slash soul on fire to get a free sample class and also learn how you can save up to 30% on tuition right now, which is about $2,000 that you will save off with that link, integrativenutrition.com slash soul on fire, which you can also find in the show notes. So one reason why I'm so happy to tell you guys about this brand is because everybody always asks me, how do I get into the field of wellness? How do I become a wellness blogger or how do I create my own product or how can I help people be healthier in their everyday life? And what I always say is when I did IIN seven years ago, that's when my career really started to shift. So why are they the best health coaching school? They created the field of health coaching nearly 30 years ago and have become the world's most renowned online health coaching and nutrition school with over 100,000 students and graduates in 175 countries. So another thing that I absolutely love about them is they have guest speakers, people like Deepak Chopra, Gabby Bernstein, Janine Roth, people who I look up to so much in the wellness world, and you will learn from them in the IIN Health Coach Training Program. So you can do the program in either the six-month fast track or the one-year track. And I did the one-year track. I think it's perfect for people who have a job or they're in school. And it's also something you can easily do on the side. That's a question that I always get asked. If you're busy and you have a full-time job and maybe you're a parent juggling a lot of things, you can definitely do it on the side. The program consists of 40 modules, which are released weekly two modules per week in the accelerated program, and they have both audio and visual lectures as well as libraries full of supplemental information. As far as the curriculum goes, they teach their students nutrition and nutrition science, wellness concepts, coaching methods and theories, and business building and marketing skills. So I know a lot of people who go through health coaching school, they also want to learn how to create a business and build a brand, and they teach you how to do that as well as they teach all about the primary foods, which is their name for teaching about relationships, spirituality, career, environment, and health, as well as so much more. So they focus on so many things, including bio-individuality, which is the understanding that no one diet or way of living works for everyone. Everyone has unique needs, and we must embrace those unique needs to live a holistically healthy and fulfilled life. The commitment as far as time is flexible. You can expect to spend about five to eight hours per week on your coursework or 10 to 15 hours in the accelerated program. It just really depends on what you want to get out of the program. I found it super doable to do on the side, like I said, and then when you're finished, you become a certified health coach. They are licensed by the New York State Department of Education, which means that their program and curriculum is held to the highest standards with regular rigorous review. And because it's held to those high standards, all of the students and graduates that go through the program can be assured that their certificate has so much value in the ever-expanding health coaching field. So again, you can go to integrativenutrition.com slash soul on fire to 
do a sample class completely free and learn how you can save up to 30% on tuition right now. I know they have a class that's starting in September. So you guys got to get on it. I could not recommend it more highly. And with that, let's get into the episode with Megan Roop. Well, I'm so happy that you're here, Megan. I am too. Thank you for having me. Of I love that we're doing course. this in person. Me too. <laughs> I'm all about the in person. There's just so much more of a connection. Yes. So much more of a special magic. And yes. we got to spend some time together oh, we a did. couple months ago before when I was birth, very pregnant. When you were very <laughs> pregnant and I was like nine weeks pregnant and I could not keep it in. I know. And we were together for maybe like an hour. And finally I was like, I'm pregnant too. <laughs> I know we're just meeting, but I'm pregnant too. I know. It was so nice. I, I feel know. like we've only met twice, but I feel like I've known you for a long time. So yes. I love that you shared that with me. And um, I think in those early days when you can't tell anyone, it's like just you, it's bursting, right? You just want to tell the yes, world. Especially other women who are pregnant. Yes. Because we were talking so much about your pregnancy and the journey. And I think yes. you had even said, I don't know if you guys want kids, but blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, <laughs> I have to say something. This is just too much. And I also feel like I, I was just thinking how it feels like I've known you for a long time. Yeah. It's special. I love that. You're super down to earth. And Thank you. Thank you. And just, <laughs> yeah, so easy to be around. So nice to be around. Appreciate that. So I'm so happy to have this conversation yeah, today. Yeah, yeah. So typically I like to start by going way back. Okay. Where did you grow up and what did you want to be when you grew up? Ooh. So I, my parents, first of all, I will explain a little bit more of why we moved around so much. They're from Cape Town, South Africa. So I was born in Orange County and then at the age of five, randomly moved to Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Oh, wow. A tiny little town and then lived there until I was 13 with a brief stint um, when I was 11 in Cape Town, back to Idaho. And then we moved to Santa Barbara, California when I was 13. So I really spent high school there. And then moved to New York for, for school. And then what did I want to be when I grew up? You know, I never had this like clear picture of what I wanted to be. I just always, first of all, saw my dad as an entrepreneur and, and working his butt off. And I think I saw that there were just possibilities out there. So kind of always lent myself into the things that I was passionate about. And for me growing up, that was dance. Mm-hmm. I love that. And you said you have a twin sister. I do. That's so cool. A very fraternal twin sister. <laughs> do you guys look really different? We look so different. She's, I'm like barely under 5'7". She's 5'11 and a half. So she oh, was wow. always like a string being super tall. She's blonde. We have different shaped faces. Like you would, we don't even look like we're related. That's hilarious. <laughs> I know, I know. And then you have another sister. And then I have an older, uh, um, Bailey, who's three years older than we so are. So cool. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was it like to go to high school in Santa Barbara? Well, I like to say that I rocked up in Santa Barbara in my Birkenstocks from Idaho. Thinking like that was because that's how I dressed right. in Idaho. And I felt very overwhelmed as like, you know, eighth grader coming from Idaho and to Santa Barbara, which was just a different, a different environment than I was used to. So yeah. it, it took some time to adjust to like the California, uh, you know, 
system of, of girls and how that all worked and, yeah. and making friends and all of it. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. I love Santa Barbara. I was asking because I could totally see raising a family in yes. Santa Barbara. Yes. Well, it, from a, now I love it. I think as an eighth grader, I didn't love it. Yeah. No, <laughs> I get that. Yes. Eighth grade is a hard time. Yeah, it was well, to, to transfer to. State. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Super hard. But no, Santa Barbara is beautiful. Small town. I love it. I just love that you can like be in flip flops and it's just gorgeous year round and it's so casual and it's, it's a special place. My parents are still there. So I get to go back all the time. That's so nice. It's so fun to have family close by. So nice. It's part of the reason why we moved to the West coast too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I bet your parents are so happy. They get to see their (laughs) granddaughter. I know. I know. Harlow. Yeah. We were just there this weekend. So it was so nice to just be able to drive, you know, versus Mm -hmm. New York where it's just such a, a long flight. It's a journey. Yeah. and a track. Yeah. So tell us about, so you went to New York. And <laughs> so I went to New York. Um, NYU. I, I was at NYU's Tisch Dance Program. And then post NYU, was really trying to make it as a dancer in New York. So lots of big auditions for theater. You know, I did a little bit of theater. I did a little bit of company work. And then I was working with the MBA um, with the Brooklyn Nets, which was really exciting. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Were you a dancer for? For the Nets. The team. Yeah. That's yeah. so cool. It was really fun. I feel like that's an intense process to become one oh of those my dancers. Gosh. Well, first of all, I had to audition like four times. By the time I got to the, the year that I auditioned, they had moved from New Jersey to Brooklyn. It was the first season there, it was the Barclay Center had just opened. So there was a lot of buzz around it. And then the audition process was just absolutely insane. <laughs> Hundreds of girls all vying for like 10 spots, but it was really exciting to be a part of it. Yeah, that's so fun. So how long did you do that? I did it for two years. I had gotten to a point where, you know, I was juggling my you know professional dance career. I was teaching fitness and I was working in fashion and it was just juggling three jobs in New York City, trying to make it work. And while I loved dancing, I felt like I had, after two years, kind of checked that box off and it wasn't my filling my cup up the way that it, it used to. So I look back at that time super fondly just because I felt so lucky to be able to be dancing in New York City with like the best dancers in the country. But by the end of the two years, I, I really had to make you know, a decision for myself from like a passion standpoint, but also from a financial standpoint, because it was really hard to do all of those things at once. Mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Juggling a lot is a true art and it can only be done for so long before the burnout happens. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's something I'm constantly, I mean, we're talking offline a little bit about that. I'm, my nature is to work myself mm -hmm. into the ground and really trying to set those boundaries for myself is difficult. Yes. And it's good that you're learning to do that. (laughs) Wait, remind me your sign. I'm a Sagittarius. Oh yeah. Okay. Sagittarius is you guys are typically pretty into work. Are we? Okay. Okay. Fire sign. So you're fiery. You're also loyal, independent. I love Sagittarius's. What, what's your sign? I'm a Libra. Oh, I do get along. I get, I think we talked about this. I do get along with Libras really well. Yeah, it's a good, <laughs> it's a good combination. Yeah. My best friend is a Sagittarius and our son is probably going to be a Capricorn, but Ooh. if he's born early, Sagittarius. Oh, love. Mm-hmm. Harlow's a Gemini, which I'm a little nervous about. <laughs> Air sign. I love Geminis. 
yeah. I, um, they definitely have this stereotype of the dual personalities, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they're air signs. So yes. they're, they're easy to get along with. Yes. I know so many incredible Geminis. Kelsey's a Gemini. Oh, mm-hmm. Well, apparently Sagittarius and Geminis are, are opposites that are supposed to get along. So I'm hoping that so she's probably here to true. teach you a lot. Yeah. Because yeah. when I found out I was having a Capricorn, I was like, coming in what <laughs> and I know it's because that's what I need because yes. I'm surrounded by air signs fire signs oh interesting and earth, Capricorn is an earth sign yeah. coming in is throwing me for a loop but I already feel his energy which is why I think he's probably going to be born on time rather than be that early Sagittarius yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but we'll see oh I love it yeah well you had a feeling it was going to be a boy too so maybe your feelings are I know, I know, I know. It's funny. The last time we were together, I was like, I'm nine weeks. I know it's a boy. (laughs) Or maybe I was even earlier. I was like, I think you were really early. Yeah. Yeah, You're like, I'm not telling anyone, (laughs) but I feel like I need to tell you. (laughs) Exactly. That was amazing. And then you gave birth a couple of weeks later, which I can't wait to get into. But first, so you're in New York, you started to do less, which was really good. And then how did you end up creating the business that you have now? Yeah. So, you know, in a, short story. I was side hustling in fitness really initially to to pay rent and quickly fell in love with the community and to teach and teaching women in a dance-based setting. So I really knew early on in my fitness career that it was something I wanted to to do myself and to create my own method. But I really felt like there was still a lot to learn. So I really dove into the boutique fitness in New York City, which was awesome. You know, I really took from some of the best trainers um, and the best studios and really figured out what it was about fitness and what I felt like I wanted to create myself. So I did a lot of yoga, a lot of reformer Pilates, a lot of dance-based fitness and really carved out the Sculpt Society. Selfishly for me, I felt like it was a class that I really wanted and I felt like was missing in the space. So it took about six and a half years to work up enough guts to, to leave and to do my own thing. And it, it was scary and exciting. And it was a process. I think a lot of people think think of what I've done now as just like an overnight an overnight business, but it's been, it's been so many years in the making and, and took a lot of time. Six and a half years is a long time yeah. to put into something. <laughs> yeah. And when did it really gain traction? So I think I was really lucky with my timing in New York City. At the time that I launched the Sculpt Society, it was really, New York City was starting to create these incubator fitness studios where you could come in teach your class and leave and not really deal with the overhead of a brick and mortar. So it gave instructors a platform, really a brick and mortar studio to come in and, and, and start their businesses. So initially I didn't know where I was going to teach, but found these two different studios in New York city that allowed me to come in and, and really form that community and test out what was working in the class. And that was really exciting because I didn't have, again, if you are in the early stages of a business and you're having to take on, a, you know, a lease and a brick and mortar and like deal with that, it can be overwhelming, but I was able to create the class and create the community in their spaces. So it, I would say it probably took about a year to really cultivate the community. I started out with like I always say two people. And I just knew that if I could really create a class that was amazing and that they had the most amazing experience that they would tell their friends and their their friends would come back. And that definitely happened. And then I also used, you know, as a millennial, I knew the importance of social media and really started diving deep into that, even though I still feel like 
you know, how, how many years later, five years later, I'm still trying to figure out social media, but it, it definitely helped in spreading the word because, you know, millennials and all of us are so tapped into our phones these days. Always. Yes. We really are. <laughs> and I noticed you worked at that time and I think still with a lot of big influencers and celebrities. So I'm sure that helped. And how did you get connected or were these people that you already knew? So I would say the the bigger the celebrities and the bigger the influencers, it was definitely word of mouth. But initially I would just DM people that I followed in New York City that I knew were active. And I, you know, I would just say, Hey, you don't know me, but I would love for you to come take the class. And I, I always knew if I could get people through the door and experience the Sculpt Society that they would enjoy it and have fun. It was just getting them there. But I think I still do that now. I still will reach out to people that I don't know on Instagram and, and pre-pandemic offer them to come to a class and experience it. Because, you know, I think, I think people don't realize how much we actually, everyone reads their DMs, um, mm-hmm. not all of them sometimes, but you know, if I reached out to 10 influencers, I would sometimes get one response. And so if you're, I always say, if you're a small business out there, like you can still DM people and you'll be surprised at the responses that you may get. That's so true. Yeah. So were there any specific influencers that made like a really big mark in spreading the word? Oh, that's a great question. I mean, I think for me, like the big, the two big ones that really, I always say really helped spread the word were Elsa Hosk, who was or is a big, a big supermodel. And at the time was working with Victoria's Secret walking oh, runway wow. show. And she was wearing that year that I trained her was wearing the fantasy bra. And then Arielle Charnas from Something Navy. She's been just so helpful in, in spreading the word about the Sculpt Society. I remember seeing you in her videos. Yeah, and, we would dance and yeah. her and Brandon and it was so fun. And Those were so fun to so watch fun. and yeah. still are. Yeah. I mean, I know the pandemic happened and there's been I less in-person contact, yes. but that's how I found out about you for the first time. I was like, this looks so fun. How do I do this? Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. No, it was. And it's so interesting. You know, I think again, those two specific people that was like word of mouth and then we were connected, but, um, yeah, I mean, it's so fun to create content like that for for Instagram and spread your message that way as well. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, I want to tell you about a brand that I am obsessed with right now. So do you ever wake up wishing that you could just go to work in your comfy pants? I know so many of us are working from home, but a lot of people, a lot of my friends are going back into the office. So how to stay comfy, but also look cute at the same time. Now you can with Beta Brands dress pant yoga pants, stylish and polished, but with the comfort of your favorite loungewear. So you guys, it's kind of shocking how comfortable and how cute these pants are. They are so comfy and I am pretty much a yoga pant snob. And keep in mind, I am now 18 weeks pregnant, or by the time you hear this, 20 weeks pregnant, and I need something comfortable, but also something very chic. Beta Brands dress pant yoga pants are designed with the fit and flexibility of yoga pants, but they also look like professional dress pants. They are so amazingly soft and stretchy and absolutely effortless. Just throw a pair on, add a cute top, and you'll be sat with style and comfort for your whole workday. There are tons of different styles to choose from, like straight legs, skinny, cropped, 
bootleg and more and colors from classic black to fun prints like houndstooth and they even come in denim i love the straight leg in black i am just a black yoga pant girl they're so comfy and they're so cute They are perfect for whatever you need to get done that day, whether you're sitting at a desk, working with kids, chasing after little ones, which I will be doing soon, or maybe you're a photographer and you need to squat to get that perfect shot. Whatever the case, you're going to look good and feel great doing it. These pants are made of wrinkle-resistant, stretch-knit fabric, so they look good all day and they also travel well. They're machine washable, which is a must for me because everything has to be easy and they don't have to be ironed. And the best part is they have pockets. We're talking comfort and function. No more fake pockets that are sewn shot. These pants are designed for real women who need real pockets. They always have new colors, patterns, and styles coming out. So be sure to keep an eye out for limited time new releases because they sell out fast. They also have tops, skirts, dresses, and more. But the dress pant yoga pant are my favorite and just the tip of the iceberg. Right now, listeners can get 30% off of their beta brand orders when you go to betabrand.com slash blonde. That's B-E-T-A-B-R-A-N-D.com slash blonde for 30% off your order for a limited time. And when you use our special URL, you're supporting our show too. Find out why women are ditching typical work pants for beta brands, dress pants, yoga pants, and discover what it's like to be comfortable and confident all the time. Go to betabrand.com slash blonde for 30% off and tag me on your Instagram when you try. Now let's head back into this episode with Megan. And now you have your whole platform. You have an app. I do. And tell us what else. Tell us how you built the business. Yeah. So initially it was in real life. And then, you know, that was in 2017. And I really, Peloton was already out. There was all of these online platforms starting to happen. And I felt like so many of my clients were traveling and constantly saying, oh, I wish we could, I could take your class with me while I was traveling. And I just, you know, I think we all sort of saw the, the online fitness explosion about to happen, you know, and I just thought I would love to reach more people. I would love to do this and bring this online um, in a bigger way. And so I really took a big leap of faith because this was in 2019 that I was, I had decided to develop the Sculpt Society app. So launched in November of 2019, which was right before the pandemic. So I had built the really like the, the bones of the digital business and felt really lucky when the pandemic did happen because I already had this big library of content available for people. That was 2019 into 2020. And now the business is really mostly digital. Yeah. What the, the, the foresight that I you know. had was incredible. Yeah. Although, I mean, I couldn't predict no, the, no prediction <laughs> of what would have happened, but what good timing. Yes. I feel very, very lucky. And I think, you know, it's interesting. I think even without the pandemic though, like digital fitness is just something that is going to continue to grow. Um, For sure. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. So what do your classes, com- what are they comprised of? Yeah. I think the the misconception is I think most people think it's just dance cardio, whereas the Sculpt Society really is the bread and butter of the class is really your body weight and sculpting and then a little sprinkle of dance cardio. But the Sculpt Society app has everything broken into categories. So you have everything from a, a full-on dance cardio class to no cardio and just low impact sculpt. I've broken things into quickie workouts where, you know, it's under 20 minutes if you don't have a lot of time, which by the way, as a new mom, you are going to love that section Absolutely. of the Sculpt Society app because 
20 minutes is really all you have. So I think for me, just making sure that the platform itself has all the categories that the Sculpt Society is comp comprised of and then constantly listening to the community and making sure I'm adding in different categories or classes um, that people are, are craving. So cool. Yeah. And were these workouts that you did all throughout your pregnancy? Yes. So I, most of the videos are me pre-pregnant, but obviously when I did get pregnant, I thought it was really important to develop the TSS Mama program, which is for, it's really a prenatal program and it's designed for really the woman who is active before and who wants to stay active during their pregnancy. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about being pregnant and being active and feeling scared that, you know, any type of activity during their pregnancy is not going to be beneficial for their baby. So I think providing women with a program that they can do safely throughout their pr pregnancy and, and feel really strong. Cause I think, you know, you have so much going on in your pregnancy emotionally and physically and, and staying active is um, really something that helped me physically and mentally during my pregnancy. For sure. yeah. I need to take a page out of your book yeah. because the first trimester, I was not really able to be very active. And then getting Which is into normal. the second trimester, <laughs> the sciatica that I yeah. developed became so intense which usually I do super low impact. I do walking. I would walk like as much as humanly possible yeah. every day. That's yeah. my joy to be outside. Yeah. I can barely walk. Oh no. I mean, I can walk around, yeah. but like going on a walk yeah, you're is pain. very hard. Well, first of all, so many people reach out and they're like, how are you active during your first trimester? I think because it's my job, I, I kind of had to, I, sure. and I wasn't telling people at the time that I was pregnant. So I kind of still had to show up. But if you're listening to this and you're in your first trimester and you are nauseous and you can't get out of bed and your energy is low, give yourself some grace because I think that's very normal. Energy will come back to you in your second trimester, but you know, if you are like you are dealing with sciatica, you know, there are still little things you could do. I think maybe I'll show you some videos that you can have yeah. you do that at least that you'll feel some, you know, a little bit of movement and some sweating just to help you feel like you're, you're um, still active. Cause I do think that it can almost like feel mental, right. When you are used to go being so active and suddenly you can't. Oh yeah, <laughs> definitely. It has thrown me for a loop but I was used to that because I was so active and then I had Lyme and I yeah. really couldn't be very active yeah. and I was very active again and I got pregnant. So for me, oh, it's been this, you ongoing. know, something that I'm mildly used to, yes. but I obviously want to move. Yes. So I got to try your mama video. Yeah. That yeah. sounds so perfect. <laughs> and do you still do privates or like anything like that or not anymore? Pre-pregnancy, I still was a little bit. And I, as I'm getting further along in my postpartum journey, I will start to do a little bit of privates. I'm new to LA. So um, I still have some, some private clients that I was doing virtually that I may start to see in person again. But I would love to teach actually like once or twice a week a TSS class in LA. I'm yeah. really craving that, like that in-person high energy connection that I used to have with my clients in New York. And now that I'm in LA, I would love to really build the community out here. That would be amazing. We got to find yes. you a venue. Space. I know. There's that's, a lot of good spaces. Is there? I mean, I'm trying to think specifically to this type of workout. We could definitely think of something. Yeah. That would be amazing. Because I think the one thing that I'm missing in New York had so many incubator little studios that you could pop your, your class into, whereas I feel like LA doesn't quite have that yet. So. No, you're right. We don't have as much of, I mean, I feel like that's a huge part of the New York fitness yeah. scene. I'm going to think about that. We'll have to brainstorm. Yeah. <laughs> so switching into more of your personal life, how did you meet your husband? We met online on Hinge. 
Shout out to Hinge. I feel like that's the best app that I've heard of. Yeah. It's that or Bumble. I feel like most people have met their significant I agree. There's also Raya. I don't know if you've heard much about Raya. I I haven't. Okay. I think it's more of, I was going to say an LA thing, but it's, it's all over. It's very exclusive. I think Um, I've had some friends have like meet their husbands on there. Mm -hmm. That's great. Yeah. We met online and, um, in New York City and and dated for five and a half years and then got engaged, got married, and then we moved to LA. That's like sort of our our yeah, time. Yeah, you got married during during pandemic. COVID. Yeah, so you had a tiny little wedding. We had a very tiny wedding, family only, plus Morgan's godparents who married us. But it was, you know, for my personality, probably the better um, scenario. I I like to uh, call myself an extroverted introvert. <laughs> I think I, I at heart am an introvert. So keeping it small and intimate was wonderful. That's perfect. Yeah. It sounds, that's a, such an amazing way to have a wedding. Yeah. And I felt like pre-pandemic, it just was not something that people were doing as much no. unless they were just eloping. Yeah. So I think that's incredible. Yeah. There was a lot. Yeah. I think pre-pandemic, a lot of pressure and who to invite and mm-hmm. would someone's feelings get hurt? Deal. And oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, so absolutely. And then tell us about the pregnancy journey. Oh man. So gosh, we got pregnant pretty early on and went into it thinking I was going to love being pregnant. I think I told you this offline when yeah. we had our coffee and just, you know, had, had a, a tough time during pregnancy. I think maybe my expectations were, were somewhere else that I, I really would think of or I would, or I would love pregnancy, but I had a tough time. I'm not going to lie. And I've been pretty transparent about that. I think as someone whose job is being active and being in front of the camera, teaching fitness, it was tough for me seeing and feeling my body changing. That's been, or was a struggle for me a little bit. Absolutely. What were some of the other difficult parts that maybe you didn't anticipate? I, you know, I'd obviously heard the first trimester was going to be hard with nausea. I didn't realize how tough it was going to be. I kind of always would roll my eyes at like, oh, you're, you know, the first, my, my sisters would always tell me like, oh, they were, you know, they were experiencing this first trimester nausea or not feeling great. And once you experience, experience it yourself, it's, it's like really debilitating if you do have it. So for me, that was really tough. Second trimester, luckily I had most energy. And then I think the hardest trimester for me was third. You're just growing at such a rapid pace and you're just really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, towards the end, I just remember thinking, okay, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done feeling uncomfortable. I want to feel at home in my body again. For sure. Yeah. And do you feel at home in your body again? Well, I'm six weeks postpartum, so yeah, I'm feeling. Just I'm, <laughs> baby, so I, I, yeah, I'm feeling. I'm more feeling just like weaker. I'm feeling mm-hmm. right, like my core is so weak getting out of bed. I feel, or I'm coughing or sneezing. I'm like, oh, I can feel like the non-existent abs there, but I'm feeling definitely more like myself mm-hmm. again. It's a journey. I've definitely noticed all the things that you're mentioning. Yeah. And I hope I don't come off like a negative Nancy. No, like it really so... is so positive and wonderful in so many ways, but I feel like so many women don't talk about like the realness of pregnancy. And we appreciate the honesty <laughs> okay, good. on this podcast. I mean, we know you're grateful to be pregnant, have a baby, of course, but like, let's be honest about how it really feels sometimes. Yes. And I think that was also, that's a great point. That's another reason I think pregnancy was tough in a way just to speak about it because I've had, you know, family members, I've had 
friends, close friends deal with fertility issues or pregnancy loss. And so almost this feeling like you can't not love pregnancy, right? Or it's somehow, if you speak out in any negative way about pregnancy, you're hurting someone's feelings. So it was, I think, a difficult in the beginning to figure out how to navigate that conversation around pregnancy mm-hmm. too. Yeah. I had that experience too, where just personally, I just felt like this is such a miracle and I'm so grateful for this that I refuse to think negative thoughts. And then of course, by like week 13, week 14, I had a total mental breakdown because mm-hmm. I realized I have no energy. I'm in a lot of pain. It's okay to be honest about that. And And that helped me. I started journaling, just kind of how it really feels while also having such gratitude, of course. But there's, you can feel everything. You can feel all of it. And also be very happy. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's honestly how the postpartum journey has been too. You know, I I think... I think even more so people don't talk about those early days, like really how tough it is physically for the new mom, you mm-hmm. know, because there's so much attention on the new baby and you've just gone through such a physical event, right? And you're recovering from major, not surgery, but a major, um, how would you call it? Delivery. Yeah. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> a major yeah. like, delivery, whether that was C-section mm-hmm. or vaginally or however you... However, it happened. And so, yeah, that those early days are really tough. And I think, you know, give yourself some love and grace too mm-hmm. in those early days. Yeah. I'm trying to mentally prepare. Yeah. yeah. What was that? What was the birth experience like for you? You know, I would say like the, I mean, because I got the epidural, the easy part, and I say that in quotes, was the labor and delivery because my epidural kicked in and honestly, knock on wood, it worked. And I I really wasn't in a lot of pain. It was that postpartum early days in the hospital and at home where you're feeling everything that just happened. And, and it was tough, you know, just like getting out of bed Mm -hmm. or, you know, going to the bathroom takes 15 minutes because you're having to change. Hopefully we're okay to talk about the nitty gritty. You're having to change your, not only your disposable underwear, your pad, you know, the liner that you have on with uh, witch hazel, all mm-hmm. of these things. And it literally, every time you go to the bathroom, you're like, okay, well, I'll be gone for 15 minutes, hubby. <laughs> I'll uh-huh. be back. That's what I've heard. That's so wild. So wild. So just all of those small little things. And then, you know, we had talked offline too. For me, the most emotional part was, the most draining part was figuring out breastfeeding, which didn't go like I thought. And really when I initially thought of feeding Harlow or how that breastfeeding journey would go. I didn't even think of it as a journey. I just thought, well, I'm going to breastfeed her and that's what's going to happen. Not realizing that some babies don't latch or sometimes breastfeeding doesn't work. And so that was really tough. Went through different lactation consultants, saw different doctors, you know, and that's just really emotionally draining in those early days when you were also physically recovering. Yeah. I was going to say emotionally and physically because something I've heard lately about breastfeeding now that people are really open with me about it since I'm getting close to that point is how painful breastfeeding can be too. Breast, well, yeah. And pumping. (laughs) I will give you all the gadgets to get to, to, especially if you're pumping because now I'm exclusively pumping, but yeah, it's painful. You know, your nipples are not, you know, they're bleeding. They're bleeding. It's, they're cracked. You're having to constantly put like lotion on it and nipple cream on it. And someone just brought me a nipple cream. Yeah. I'll recommend you that. I'll give you all the recs, but yeah, it's just, it's a lot to take in. And then also on top of it, right. You you know, physically, emotionally, and then you're also 
have this new role. Mm -hmm. Um, So you're trying to understand how to be a mom and and take care of this newborn, which is amazing, but also really scary. Yeah, totally. Okay, guys, just one more brief interruption from this conversation with Megan to talk about my favorite plant-based meal delivery service in existence, Saqqara Life. You want to feel better about what you eat, but sometimes it's hard to prepare healthy meals that also taste good. I think we all know this struggle. With Saqqara, you can reach your health goals without sacrificing taste. Saqqara is a nutrition company that focuses on overall wellness, starting with what you eat. Their organic, ready-to-eat meals are made with powerful plant-based ingredients, and they're designed to boost your energy, improve your digestion, and get your skin glowing. They have an incredible menu of creative, chef-crafted breakfast, lunches, and dinners that changes weekly, and they have rotating visiting chefs, which I love because then you can try so many different foods from different cultures and just chefs with different expertises, so you will never get bored. And along with their delicious plant-rich meals, Saqqara also offers daily wellness essentials like supplements and herbal teas to support your nutrition. Experience the power of plants as medicine with their best-selling metabolism super powder made with organic raw cacao. It works to boost energy, eliminate bloating, minimize sugar cravings, and reduce fatigue. You've probably seen me post all about it on my Instagram story because it is one of my favorite products ever. I've also been using their chlorophyll drops for years. And right now, Sakara is offering our listeners 20% off their first order when they go to sakara.com slash balanced and enter the code blonde20 at checkout. That's Sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A.com slash balanced to get 20% off of your order. Sakara.com slash balanced and enter the code blonde20. Enjoy. And now let's head back into this episode with Megan. And how are you juggling being a new mom with your business because something that really impresses me about you is that you have been totally online. I mean, you've been working and you've been putting out content and you've been working really hard and you have a six week old daughter. Yeah. Tell us how you're doing it. Yeah. Gosh. And to be transparent, I, again, something we talked about offline, I think I probably I'm doing too much it's hard when there are no boundaries from, you know, your work for me lies a lot on Instagram, right? You know, that's part of who I am and and what I I do enjoy sharing that part of my life with my community, but it, there sometimes is no boundary. And that was a little tough and is tough now trying to figure out what those boundaries are. If I could have gone back in time and told myself, listen, Megan, you're going to be going through a lot in those early days, like set up, eight to 10 weeks where you're really not working at all. Um, Because I think for me, it's tough. I am a workaholic and it's hard for me to say no. But at the same time, there's just been so, so much newness in this new role as a mom that I, I don't think I gave myself enough time to emotionally like catch up almost. Mm -hmm. At the same time though, I run a small business and it's me and my husband. And so I, also don't have the full luxury to go on a full maternity leave. So it, it's tough. It's tough. It's a lot of juggling and, you know, I'm, I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy we're having this conversation, both because it's 
it's going to be nice for people to hear, but selfishly, this is like everything that I've been thinking about and wondering about. And similar to you, if I go on maternity leave, nobody's going to keep things running for me. Like we're going to shut down for a little bit and then we're going to pick back up. And I have to think about, am I okay with that, with all of the new expenses of having a baby? And I want to do all the things that are, that sound amazing, but that are super expensive. Like, I don't know. I could, there's a huge list of things yeah, that I'm interested babies are expensive. in doing. So I'm like, do I do everything now yes. and run myself into the ground while I'm pregnant? No. You know, yeah. also like I'm trying to find that, that fine balance. I know. For example, this week I was doing way too much, not pertaining to the podcast because I've gotten really good at just doing one guest a week, which good. makes this really special and really right. easy. But brand partnerships, yeah. all of a sudden I had like seven and I typically have really, really strong boundaries. But I realized that was just the anxiety of trying to prepare for the future. I'm sure you've had all of these oh, I'm current. I currently have anxiety about what I need to complete this week for brand for partnerships. Sure, for sure. And so I completely understand that. It's, it's you know, it's a, there's a lot. And I think a lot of people don't realize when you are working with a brand, there's so much that goes into it, right? There's content creation. You want to make sure you're aligned with, with the brand on what you're creating and making sure it's authentic and that uh, there's just so much that goes into it. So by, by the time it really is on your Instagram, you're ex- so exhausted from the process. 100%. And then you're just hoping that it does well. And yeah. then oh, there's just and doing that too many times in one week is exhausting. And like we were saying before, it's so amazing what we do, but it's, it's really interesting. I think for people who are not on this side of it, to know that running a small business that's just you or just you and your husband, which is probably really interesting because you're both new parents. So you're both trying to soak in this time, probably pretty sleep deprived and also run a business. Yeah. I know. I was saying to you, I hope I'm making sense on this podcast. (laughs) You are. I'm very impressed. I think the pregnancy brain is a whole thing in itself. Oh my gosh. I've been forgetting so many things. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I Trust was like, me. It'll just, it'll, it continues. <laughs> I'm sure. I was telling my husband a story. Usually I have like a very sharp memory and I'm always reminding him of what actually happened. And I was telling him this whole story, forgetting that he had been there the whole time. And he was like, yeah, I was there. Like, who even are you? I was like, oh my God, I don't even know. Oh, no. I know. But it's amazing. It's, it's a very lot, impressive yeah. you. what you're doing and the fact that you're even here. Thank right you. Now. I'm, 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 it's actually nice to be, I'm six weeks. So I think it, it, at this point I'm like craving at least like once a week to get out of the house and to socialize is also really nice. Yeah. It's important. It's yes. a really important balance. Yeah. And are you doing any new mom kind of stuff? Like, is there like a mom group or? I have, yeah. I have a mom group that starts in August. Oh, nice. That I'm really excited about. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I think connecting with new moms is going to be really important for me just because that's like such so much of my world right now. And I've got like on a daily basis and learning so much and also have so many questions at the same time that I think it'll be so nice to be with a group of women who are all going through it. For sure. That'll be so nice. And we can create our own little mini mom group with, with us and our friend Kelsey Patel, I who I think Shout the audience out. knows who Kelsey is. <laughs> She's been on a lot on the podcast. And I mean, there's a handful of other people too. So yeah, yeah. Lots of little babies. Yes. Mine is the only boy that I well, know. That which I is know so of. funny because on the flip side, I feel like I like I have six nephews. 
I have so many, I have just so many little like newborn um, boys in my life. Oh I my feel gosh. like from friends. Yeah. That's so cool. My whole family is girls, nieces, girls. I have one nephew, um, tons of girls. Well, then perfect. The fam. Yeah. So you're having perfect. a boy. It's so perfect. Well, that's amazing. I was just finding out from someone a couple nights ago, a friend who has a couple kids. She was like, I hope you've signed up for a mom group because like, you know, they get really booked up and then you can start looking at preschools. And oh, I was God. like, no, 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 um, no. That I'm just gives me, die. yeah, I, that anxiety of like preschool sign up, like <laughs> before they're even born. <laughs> I can't. I'm like, no. how am I supposed to know? So there's, there's a fine balance between being prepared and going with the flow. Yeah. I'm more of like go with the flow. Me too. I'm, I'm, I'm not super prepared on a lot of things. So. Me neither. Well, I think it's healthy. I think you might be surprised sometimes by, you know, how hard things can be or how whatever. It's way better than stressing out. It's way better. And what what sign is your husband? He is a Taurus. Okay. It's very interesting because I hear that Sages and Tauruses are not necessarily a match. But then again, I think our rising might be better. Isn't that more about your rising? It could be. Okay. Do you know your rising sign? I think I'm a cancer. Okay. And I don't know what his uh-huh. is. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, the rising sign definitely has a lot to do with relationship okay. comp- compatibility. Yeah. What's What sign is your husband? He's a Leo. So okay. he is a fire sign. Uh, and um, yeah, I have a lot of Leos in my life. He's is it like a typical Leo where it's like a big personality? Yes. Yeah. He's, he's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. He's probably he doesn't like being the center of attention. Like Leos are known to be in the spotlight. He's not like that, but he's very he's like a comedian. People who listen to this podcast knows he's he's the life of the party. He's telling jokes. He's telling dad jokes. I'm like, <laughs> you're so ready to be a dad. And then oh he's gosh. a Pisces moon, which Ooh, makes him very emotional. emotional Great. Super emotional, sensitive, watery, and a Virgo rising, mm. which makes him um, super organized, organized, OCD, neat freak, the opposite of me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm a little messy too. Yeah. I'm very messy. Like if we didn't have him here, this place would be upside down. And my yes. parents live upstairs and they came oh over a gosh. couple hours ago and like cleaned up this entire table. Wait, they so. do? Yeah. Is that great. They can help with the baby. Of course. Exactly. Oh my so gosh. That's when we were amazing. looking into houses and stuff like earlier this year, that was really fun. But then I got pregnant and then I thought I don't want to miss this opportunity to have my parents basically living with us. Oh my gosh. That's going to be a game changer mm-hmm. for you. Oh, that's huge. And they're huge baby people. Great. So, <laughs> Great. I mean, they're obviously going to love no matter yeah. what their grandson, but like they're huge. They're going to want to be really involved. Yeah. Which is really fun. Great. Oh, I'm so happy for you. That's Thank huge. you. I know. I know. It is huge. So I want to ask you some of the questions that I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. I think I've asked you a couple of these already because some of these are astrological signs. <laughs> Do you happen to know your human design? I don't. Uh, we should look it up. Okay. I'm super is this like curious. a new thing? Or I feel like more people are asking me about this. Or it's becoming more, more well known, okay. but it's been around since I want to say the 80s. Okay. It's very fun. Yeah, we can look it up. Where do you see yourself five years from <gasps> now? Ooh, five years from now. Gosh. You know, I think 
my first baby is really the Sculpt Society. And I just want to continue to grow the community and, and the online experience and really make it a fitness lifestyle brand. So, you know, expanding on different categories and some exciting things in the works. Ooh, different categories. Can you give us any details? <laughs> Too early to tell. Okay, well, stay tuned. <laughs> this is a hard question. Okay. <laughs> What's one question you've never been asked in an interview that you wish someone oh. would ask? Oh, gosh. I think maybe it's not like what people don't ask me, but I think the, like, the people are, so, and I'm sure with you too, it's like, what do you, what do you eat? Like, I mean, because, well, you have an entire mm-hmm. program, so maybe that's a little bit different, but I think maybe not like the stereotypical questions about like a fitness program. Mm-hmm. I think I often just get a lot of like diet questions, which can be a little frustrating for me because it's really not my focus. Right. That totally yeah. makes sense. Very good answer. Very good answer. If you were an animal, what animal would you be? Ooh, an elephant. I love elephants. I love elephants. Who's your inspiration? Oh, gosh. You know, part of me just loves Jane Fonda so much. I I love what she did for fitness in the 80s and um, really was just the pioneer of, you know, I don't think that she would call herself dance-based fitness, but if you look at a lot of her movement, it really is. And she really commercialized that that sector of, of fitness. And I don't know, I just think... I, I love what she did for fitness. <laughs> yeah, she's a trailblazer. Yeah, yeah. I listened to her on Oprah's podcast not that long ago. Oh, cool. She also like adopted a daughter. She has a really interesting yeah, life. Yeah. And so many other things. I loved listening yeah. to it. Are you a night person or a morning person? I'm more night or like more like afternoon. I'm not a morning person, which should you would think as a fitness instructor, I would be like up at like 5 a.m. I am I'm terrible in the morning. Me too. Yeah. What time do you usually wake up? Probably different. <laughs> now it's a lot earlier. Um, yeah. I usually get up around 5.30 to pump, which is really not exciting. And then early. I try, and honestly, I try and stay up because in the early days I would go back to sleep and it would just make me more lethargic during the day. Mm-hmm. So that makes uh, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Sleep is a hard thing. Sleep. Oh, I'm a sleeper though. I really like sleep. Me too. Love sleep. I can't function without sleep. No, me either those people who are like, yeah, five hours. I'm like, nope, that's not me. I'm like tired with eight hours. Me too. No, last night I was in bed for 10 hours Yeah, and I need that. Yeah. So that's great. Not always sleeping, but like winding down and all that. If you were a color, what color best represents your energy? Ooh, really? Like I love the Sculpt Society colors because I think those are ones I just gravitate towards, which is just like this light um, turquoise blue. And then like a dark navy. Those would be like my top two. Cool. Well, that's perfect. You made your branding off of your personality, which is how it should be. If you could give yourself one piece of advice 10 years ago, Uh, what would it be? Megan 10 years ago was a hot mess. She was just getting it together. Well, she was a hot hot mess earlier in her 20s. I think I would just say to stop worrying so much. Like it's all your timing is going to happen. It's all going to work out and stop stressing because your timing looks a little bit different than everyone else's. I love that. That's so true to just not compare ourselves to how other people are doing things or at Mm -hmm. what rate. Yeah. What's next for you and what sets your soul on fire? What is next for me? You know, I think I would love, again, just to start teaching in real life 
classes again and and just continue to build the Sculpt Society on the West Coast and, and build that community here. And, you know, I just get really excited when I can connect with my community. So this fall, we are doing a big TSS fall tour in a bunch of different cities. Oh, wow. Yeah. Back to real life, like in person. Yes. So really just connecting with people across the U.S. and in Canada. And so just that's what I'm like really, really excited about. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. And is that what sets your soul on fire? Yes. Can currently, I'm really set on fire by that. Yes. Wow. <laughs> is Harlow going to come with you? Yes. Well, we're trying to figure that out now, but it, uh, yes, I think so. <laughs> uh-huh. And will you, like, will your parents come to help you or maybe somebody else? Honestly, with her, we would love to find like some, like a nanny part-time mm-hmm. or full-time if we need to just with work. It's just becoming really, really hard. Yeah. I think that's something people should talk about more yeah. often, by the way. It's, it, it's amazing to be able to have a nanny, especially with two full-time working parents. Yes. No, I, I agree. There is sort of this negative stigma, but I think, listen, both my husband and I work and that's great and we love it. And I think that's what's needed, right? Mm-hmm. A nanny is what's needed for, in order for us to continue to work. So yeah, we're, we need to start looking for someone. Yeah. I know. I wonder, I wonder how people go about finding a nanny these days. I've heard it's like a lot of word of mouth in, mm-hmm. in mom groups. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and then mom I groups. think, I'm sure there's some like agent, that's some for sure. agencies you can go through. I'm yeah. not sure. I had a nanny growing up that lived yeah. with us from the time that I was born until I was 12. Oh, wow. And okay. They found her through an agency Okay, and she's literally like the closest person to me. She's in her eighties now. Gosh. She's so perfect. Actually, I still have to post the video of telling her that I'm pregnant oh because we had this really special moment of her being like, maybe I'll get to be a nanny again. Cause that's my dream Yeah, um, to have her be the nanny, but she is in her mid eighties and she deserves to yeah, uh, yeah. take a break. Yeah. Is she in been, LA? Um, no, she's in Sacramento and currently she has five kids. Oh, gosh. So wow. she's like staying with some of her kids in Missouri. She's just living her life, Aww. but she's... Well, you'll have to post that video. I'm sure it's super sweet. I'm going to post it. Yeah. Probably before this comes out, I'll post it. Okay. I've been waiting. And of course now, I don't know if you felt this way, but finally announcing that I'm pregnant, there's like all these amazing videos that yes. I can finally post in yes. photos that I had just kept to myself for yeah. so long. Yeah. And that's great that you document documented those things. I think even like your gender reveal, like I I cherish mine and that I can look back and show my daughter that, yeah. that video. And so Did that's, you post um, your gender reveal? I did. <gasps> I'm gonna watch it. I, I can't believe I missed it. <laughs> and how did you tell? Like, this is just like some final questions because these are no. fun. But like, how did you tell your husband that you were pregnant or were you together? No, I told him. I've tried to film it, but it's a little anticlimactic. <laughs> you definitely <laughs> knew like right away. Uh-huh. I, I put my pregnancy test in a box and I, I told him to come into the room and I gave him the box. And you can just see like in the video, I never posted this video, but you can see in the video, he like totally knows yeah. and he like pretends to be surprised. I'm like, you totally knew. But so yes, I, I, I gave it to him in a little box. And how did you tell your family? Oh, well, I was six weeks pregnant at my wedding. Oh yeah. So we told them over our our big dinner. That's amazing. So that's also on camera. And I, I have see that. I, I haven't posted that, but maybe I will. That, they probably I mean, freaked out. It was probably both of your families. Oh yeah. Everyone was crying. It was it was really, really sweet. I could cry. Yeah. I'm very emotional these days. Yeah. But I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was great. That's it was so really special. Nice. Yeah. 
one of my favorite parts was telling people. Yeah. And like all the special reactions. I know. I know. And it was super fun with the gender reveal video to be able to like FaceTime and then like send the video and watch their reactions like on FaceTime while they're watching it. Exactly. I did a lot of the FaceTime. A lot of my friends don't live here. So lots of like FaceTime telling the news. Yeah. That's great. So good. And then final question for you, because I realize I never asked you, but I'm super curious. What is your spiritual practice like or like a self-care practice? I go through moments of being really connected to meditation and, and my morning routine. And then moments, obviously, like right now, which are <laughs> I've not been doing that. But when I am on it, I think it's it's really giving myself like an hour in the morning where I have my lemon water, I take my probiotic, I've got my coffee, I've got my breakfast, I meditate. And then movement for me can be oftentimes like very grounding and spiritual. So movement has always been really important. Um, so whether I'm teaching a live class or I, I throw on a video from the app, that to me is is my moving meditation and really grounds me and sets me up for my day. I feel I feel like a different person after I've moved my body. So mm-hmm. um, I just feel like I'm you know, out of my head and in my body. And it's, it's been really integral in just my entire life. For sure. It's a huge part of who you are. Yeah. I love that. And where can everyone find you? Instagram, you can find me at Megan Roop and at the Sculpt Society. And then if you want to see what the Sculpt Society app is all about, there's a two week free trial on my website, which is thesculptsociety.com. Cool. Well, everybody's got to check it out. Yeah, I want to start doing your prenatal yeah. workouts. Yeah. They're really, it's great. Low impact stuff. If, if that is more of your jam and really nice, different chunks of time too. Cool. I love a short workout. Great. That's me too. I, I love it. I call them quickies and I'm like, give me like a 10 minute quickie and I'm good to go. That's all I need. I went um, right before I got pregnant. I took my first and only hot yoga class of, you know, post pandemic. That was about an hour and 15 oh, minutes, no, no, no. but like way too long. 45 minutes in, I was like, when is this over? And it's crazy because that used to be my life. I used to teach hot yoga and live, that. breathe yoga. Oh, yoga wow. every day, like at least an hour and a half class. Oh, no. Now, I mean, 30 minutes is more I than know. enough. I know. And you can get a lot in in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I'm happy that you have those as an yeah. option. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining thank you us. For having so me. fun to talk to you and to have you. Likewise. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this incredible episode with Megan Roop. She is so inspiring. I loved talking to her, learning about motherhood with her, learning all about how she built the Sculpt Society, which I know is just a cult favorite. Everybody loves her dance and cardio workouts. And I'm just so happy I can exercise again so I can get in on it. She's so down to earth, so humble. And I'm just so happy that she lives in LA now so that we can hang and have our little babies hang once my baby boy comes. And she's so inspiring to me as a mother, an entrepreneur, a fitness professional, and all of it, truly. So I know that you probably love this episode as much as I love recording it because Megan is so inspiring. So check her out on Instagram if you haven't yet. And also thank you to our amazing sponsors. We've got 
the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and you can go to integrativenutrition.com slash soul on fire to take a free sample class and learn all about being a health coach as well as get 30% off of your tuition. Thank you to our second new sponsor of the show who I'm so excited to be working with, Beta Brand, which is the best dress pant yoga pants in the world. And you can go to betabrand.com slash blonde for 30% off. And then thank you to Sakara, sakara.com slash balanced code blonde20 for 20% off. I just love these brands and I'm so thankful that they sponsor the show and support the show so that I can continue bringing you guys content every week. It is crazy just like gearing up to be a mother and preparing for everything to come and I'm just so thankful to be able to work with brands that I genuinely love. So I hope as always, you know, I say no to like 99.9% of partnerships that come my way. And I only say yes to the ones that feel fantastic and ones that I actually use. So products that I use, clothes that I actually wear. And then of course, IIN Health Coaching School because I did it seven years ago. I loved it and it changed my life. So I hope that you guys enjoy. Also, if you feel inspired to rate and review the show on iTunes, I have a free gift for you, which is my Soul on Fire yoga ebook. So if you rate and review, send me a screenshot to jordan at thebalancebond.com so I can thank you personally and send you my Soul on Fire yoga ebook for free, which is hundreds of pages of yoga flows, as well as my yoga story and so many other things packed in there. And I would appreciate that so much. Thank you guys so much for being here. Come say hi on Instagram. Give Megan Roop a follow. Tell her that you came from TBB podcast. And I hope everybody has an amazing Soul on Fire day. And we'll talk next week. I can't wait with another new guest. It's going to be a good one. You guys are in for another treat.